If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Friends. <laughs> wow, it's rare that Fran opens the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the opener. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. I was like, I was like, well, good. I'm glad somebody said something first because I didn't know what I was going to say. <sighs> Hi, Fran. Hi, Asante. Hi, everybody. And welcome to the Friend Zone, uh, your weekly take and glimpse and look and peek into the world of mental health, mental hygiene, and just overall mental wellness. Because as we say, Every time that we say anything, <laughs> who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know yeah, I don't want my brain. They didn't open up with a song today, guys. I know you guys are as sad as I am. Yes, <laughs> it's cold in here. Somebody get me a warm towel for my neck. Right. <laughs> you actually, you know, I think it was Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. or it might have been Mariah, but I think it was Mary J. Blige, and I always have to point to Dustin when I talk about her. Um, Everybody, Mary J. Blige is my favorite singer. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. hard to tell with all these gospel references. I know, right? But but what? now no. remember oh, her oh, oh. her her her, <laughs> st- her style of singing is gospel and soul and rock like fused. You know. Anyway, I say all that to say, Mary J. Blige was probably the first person <laughs> that I remember. She was like, "Oh, I'm a diva. You know, I need to have a warm towel around my neck." I don't remember what it was when I was young as hell, and it might not have even been Mary J. Blige. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the friend zone. Um, It got a little real here a second ago because I was in my feelings about something. And so it made it a really good topic to go into for on the show. And this week we want to talk about kind of boundaries with friends and, you know, dealing with conflict. And I just kind of had a moment where I found it really hard to deal with what was happening. Like I always shut down in the middle of conflict. And then I sense that people do like sense that I've shut down and because I've shut down, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? And so how do I when I've shut down in a situation, how am I? I I need y'all because, you know, y'all have I think that y'all are two level headed individuals. And when I shut down, it's around y'all, actually. So when you get that vibe from me, what would be your advice to me when I'm shutting down? When you see me shut down, what's your advice to me? Well, or to any friend in the friend zone that was shut down. Any friend in the friend zone. I can relate because that was something I actually had to overcome when I felt uh, threatened or triggered or disrespected. Just a bunch of different feelings that I would feel. I would shut down. And a lot of the times that meant me having to walk away because I was 
the awkward one <laughs> that would just be quiet and look mad you know so but what I did to overcome that especially with friends or people that knew me well I would say it I would just say it I'd be like you guys I feel like shutting down because I just don't feel good right now and just saying it and admitting that you're just in a bad headspace in the moment or if someone whoever it was that triggered you just saying it to them like let me pa- I have to pause for a second because what you said just kind of pissed me off but I know it's me so I'm gonna just kind of like chill for a second and rewind and then most people are actually more accepting of you just putting it out there than you just standing there awkward and then everyone usually laughs or something or your friends you know try to help you get out of that space and a lot of the times just putting it to the light will kind of like make it scatter after a while because a lot of times it's when you're in your head that things feel so much bigger and heavier and more complicated than they actually are Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and then once you say it out loud you're like all right I'm definitely tripping because it's not that serious Mm. that's what I do I just say it that's what has helped me kind of get over it I believe in everybody's looking at me like you better say something (laughs) I believe in prioritization right right for for me thing everything everything has to make sense for me and so especially when it comes to my energy because I've tried to design a life for myself that is stress-free you know within my control I, the in, the in, the inclusion of stress into my moment like it's just a hard thing for me and so like I said everything has to make sense and sometimes you are in situations where things just happen and it kind of comes out of nowhere and you can't necessarily make sense of it at that time and I have to learn how to prioritize what's important in that moment is it more important for me to be offended or is it more important for me to look at this from a logical perspective and really figure out what the hell is going on you know what I mean even when I'm in the dark it's very difficult because there's a part of me that feels like you did absolutely nothing so there's no reason that you should extend yourself at all right because this is completely out of your hands and out of your control there's another side of me that's like yeah but who's involved What's going on? You care about this person. So this is what you should do. And the middle part is what's hard for me. But because I'm such a black and white person, I always pick a side. I just figure out how the what I'm going to do and how how I'm going to feel about things. And I soldier through whatever may be challenging as a result of that. So that's what works for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you shut down Asante, what what are the usual symptoms like what what happened? The symptoms of me shutting down? Yeah. Like what that what does Um, you shutting down look like? because <laughs> it looks different for a lot of people that's true that's true um normally the first sign that i've shut down like for me is when the words okay have left my mouth like i'm just like okay because for me i think most people have already like made up their mind about something when it's happened and so normally i've shut down and i've said okay but then i want to come back later and explain when when i try to explain later it's my perspective i'm trying to explain not what actually did happen you know so that's what i'm trying to say like well this is what i thought was happening and that's why i like shut down in that moment you know so i think it's hard for me to identify that figure i mean that figure that uh that trigger because i just know once the words okay i've left my mouth like i don't really like it's over it's like a cloud it's like i don't really want to be bothered with anything else that's going on like i it's like i'm defeated almost that's why it's hard for me to kind of like get back up from certain situations but then um, a lot of those situations that I do just say okay to, if I don't pursue them, you know, some of them, 
just kind of disappear like they're really not that big of a deal anyway but then in those moments where it's like damn this kind of went away and then I want to come back later sometimes I'm like double triggered or like just like trying to shut down on top of shutdown and then it's like I really don't know what to do or I just like don't even know how to move forward how do people usually react like the people around you that are consistently around you what do they do when you shut down um normally I'm left alone or like everybody just kind of goes on about their day like and not to say that everybody needs to the world needs to stop or anything like that I've always been very or I've always tried to be very self-sufficient but I have always tried to be um a caring person you know what I'm saying and I've always like wanted that and so I've always and I think it goes back to the childhood thing with like family and stuff because it was just like me and my sister and um it wasn't like there was like other people watching out for us you know what I'm saying so I think once I have those friends that I'm kind of like oh like we always looking out we this we that you know what I'm saying the moment that some shit kind of goes south it's kind of like well like Dustin was saying like you know in, the, in that one hand you know like oh I know this person like you know what's going on all that like you always want to think about those things and I think that that's why that shutdown happens because you don't want to get to those things so when you hurt when I hurt somebody's feelings by shutting down I think I I know that it's wrong but it's like picking the lesser of two evils you know what I'm saying like you know I know that if I don't say anything it's worse than me saying some shit that is either just flat out wrong or just you know unforgivable you know what I'm saying because I've just been in situations where people have just said some very unforgivable shit but because I'm the type of person that I am I normally let that stuff go you know so it's kind of hard to like decipher the two or like decipher just how to get out of that cloud that haze when it happens yeah I totally get it and it's it really is like a it almost feels like a room at least for me when I get in that shutdown mode it's like I step into a room and close the door and then the whole time I'm in there like freaking out and have people around me don't even realize and I'm just figuring out how the hell do I get out of this funk right now because it comes over so fast you know like like you said the minute the words okay come out your mouth it's like that's it it's a wrap and then the rest of the process is okay how do I get out of feeling like this and I saw it in your face but I just didn't know what happened so when you shut down, it was, you know, I, I'm so used to that. Like, because I was like that, most people are. But I was wondering, okay, like, how is he going to get out of this, especially now that we're about to record? <laughs> like, and that was how do you force yourself to snap out of it? That was the problem was that we were just about to record and I right. had to shut down. Like, normally I don't shut down like that right before anything. Like, normally, you know, Dustin said he's designed his life to be, like, comfortable. So, like, normally, like, I have kind of finagled a way to just when stress hits me like it's at a good time (laughs) like when some shit goes wrong it's convenient to go wrong at that so like to do it right before the podcast it was like damn like what the fuck am I gonna do now and then I was gonna try to resolve it like by I was gonna try to resolve it like one way but I think by then it was because I don't have a lot of experience in resolving the from the shutting down it all just got fucked up because I don't normally shut down right before some shit. Like, normally if I shut down before, like, bed, it's like, all right, I'm in my house. I don't got to worry about shit for the rest of the day. So it don't even matter. I'll get over it tomorrow. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think it's common. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, it's hard. It's one of those things that it's going to be different for everyone. You know, like, the things that will help them get past it. Um, It's different for everybody because, like, I don't shut down. 
You don't right. shut down at all? Ever? I'm not a shutdown person. No, never. What so I do is. When you feel awkward, you just say it? Nope. I think about it. Like when I feel awkward, and I think that this is what I don't understand about when you shut down, Asante. Because, like, in that moment, I think about is this something that is worthy of like me having negative energy towards it? You know what I mean? I think about like literally what has happened as, as in opposition to responding to my immediate reaction to whatever. So when I'm in those moments, I guess that's why I don't shut down. Cause I always think about it. If something pisses me off. I'm like, but was it really that? Or was it this? Or maybe I'm tripping. So I just chill or I deem it blatantly disrespectful. And then I get pissed. Like, so for me, I figure it out like in that moment. And I don't, I don't have that shut down thing and everybody's just different, but I just don't have that. Right. So, so I'm more like I'm, I react, you know what I mean? As opposed to withdrawing in situations and i and before i react i think about is it even something like is this even a thing is this some type of conflict is this a problem is this something worth anything it's not maybe i'm just bugging you know and so i kind of like filter it that way and keep it moving and that's just what works for me so it takes patience for me like to deal with that part of your personality it takes like patience it's a it's an exercise in patience for me because i don't understand it and by me being directly involved in it, I have to step outside of myself and my immediate reaction to the to your behavior. Right. And it takes like patience on my behalf. And so I, it's something that I learned from. I don't fault you for that. You know what I mean? Everybody's different. Everybody does things differently. And that's just what it boils down to. And I think that that's the lesson in all of this. Right. Is that. You have to to allow everyone their space to be themselves and to go through their natural mechanisms. And theirs may be different from yours, you know, but you just have to learn how to how to how to be fair to each other and coexist. Ex- yeah. Coexist. Yeah. Yeah. And just being compassionate, too. Yeah. You know? I think for me, um, one of the big triggers like is just or like one of the big themes is communication. You know, like the reason I shut down is because communication like I'm not. I don't like to say a lot anyway. That's why, like, on the podcast, I probably say the least just because I try to, like, keep up with all of my thoughts as best as I can because my mind is always thinking about, like, a million things at once. And maybe everybody's is, but I just haven't figured out the best way to control everything that I'm thinking about. So when I'm thinking about all of these different things and communicating with other people and doing all this shit um, or this stuff, pardon me, pardon me. Um, Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm doing all these different things, um, it's hard for me to want to be active in my communication. That's why I try to say as little as possible. I try to make certain words count. And so then when I'm kind of fucked up on the communication front, when I don't know what to say next or I don't know how to put all my thoughts together, that's when I go into shutdown. It's like trying to push a couch through the front door, you know, like instead of doing it, you just say, OK, and you put it down because you just don't know what you're about to do, you know. And um, I'm just working on my communication and growing. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> you actually reminded me of something because I, I, now you have me thinking, like, what are the things that I did to overcome, you know, those shutdown modes? And one thing that you have to start, like, looking within yourself, too, because this is, and this is what happened with me, so I'm saying it in case you can relate. I was always in a very victimized space. Um meaning every interaction I was always looking to see who was trying to come at me or you know and it's like I was constantly a wound so when you're like 
walking around as an open wound, everything's going to feel like a jab. That's right. just, it's just the space that you're in. So it's sometimes you have to actually look at yourself like, why am I constantly feeling this way regardless of who I'm interacting with? Because if you're the common denominator and this is a reoccurring theme, then you have to wonder why does, you know, like why am I receiving everything mentally in that way? Right. So <laughs> once I pulled myself out of that victimized narrative of feeling like every you know, interaction was a negative one or a heavy one. And not saying that that's how you view the world, but you just have to be accountable for how you're receiving information. And that changed my life a lot. Once I was just happier with my life and the moves I was making, the direction I was going, suddenly all these interactions didn't feel like attacks, you know, because I was just so in my world. And, it, and you know... I don't know if if that's making sense, but it is. Yeah, like like I said, and actually, uh, this as there was a quote I saw online that so it just triggered this part where the girl was like, "Yeah, if you walk around like an open wound, everything's gonna feel that you know like an attack, like a stab, like a jab. So you have to be mindful of how much negativity you're carrying on on your own, right? You know, I always say, um. Uh, <coughs> I don't think hell is like a place, but I think it's just an energy you carry. I agree. You know, and you can make create your own hell on earth on a day to day basis. That's why it feels so good to insult somebody and say, go to hell. Because it's like (laughs) you tell him to really feel shitty. Go to hell. That's you're not telling him to go to a literal fiery pit. That's why it's fun. Go ahead. Right. No, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's an energy that you carry. So. I think you should look into like why do I always feel this way from people and why do you even allow yourself to feel that way that's the biggest thing for me it was like I was tired of always being offended (laughs) and defensive and thinking that every conversation was an attack like it's just the way I was viewing the world and once I flipped that narrative and told myself like listen I'm fly. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm doing. Suddenly, no one even had the power to turn that switch in me because I didn't allow that switch to be flipped, if that makes sense. Right. So you might, because I mean, this is a theme I've, we, me and you have discussed before, just even the role you feel you play within the people you're close to. Right. You already sort of feel victimized, like your friends might not you know, consider certain things as much or your siblings or your mom, you know? So it's like maybe you're tying all these themes together and that's what causes you to receive things in that way. And I can only say that because that's exactly who I was, right? you know? So I speak from experience. Right. Since since you up here giving this lesson for free. (laughs) (laughs) So the next time I go into shutdown mode, I could just put you in the room with me. You're going to work it out? Of course. Right. I'm very familiar with that because that's literally my personality to a T. I was always taking everything the wrong way. Like I was that person. You say something and then all of a sudden my face will morph and you'd be like, what? I didn't. <laughs> and I think that's why. I didn't mean it like that. You know, and it was a constant. I didn't mean it like that around me because I was just always on edge about everything. It's just like, dude, just chill out. Why are you taking everything that way? And I think that's why, like, the shutdowns come so hard sometimes because it's like. 
it, it don't happen frequently. Does it happen frequently? Do you feel like I shut down a lot? You can answer honestly. I don't give a shit. I don't know. Well, I do. But like, <laughs> but like, you know, I don't feel like I shut down a lot. So that's why when it happens, it feels so intense in that moment. It's like, oh, this is some bullshit. So just say okay and get out of it. And it's like, okay. And then I just say okay. And then like, I'm trying to let it go. And normally I let it go. But then, I don't know, sometimes things linger a little bit. And then I like we come into this room and I was gonna be like, all right, we just gonna solve it. And then I started it back up. And so it was just like it was flares tonight. I don't know what the fuck this was, but <laughs> <laughs> that was some bullshit. I just wanted uh I think it was important to, for people to know on the friend zone that sometimes shit do happen. And, and, and um, that and this is why we didn't get a song this week. <laughs> <laughs> right. They didn't have no song in their heart tonight. <laughs> y'all might get y'all might get a song at the end of the episode. <laughs> I mean, we had a we had a great weekend. Like it was it was fun as hell. Yeah, y'all were all in a double fancy Halloween bus on the way to DC on Snapchat. I was totally stalking your Snapchats. <laughs> were you? Yeah. You should have been stalking. Because I was sad that I couldn't go to Trilogy. You, you should have been stalking his Instagram likes. Oh. <laughs> like stop. Like the Tia Marie Blazers. Stop. <laughs> Blaze hers. Right. Tia Marie has the dumbest line celebrity endorsement product whatever the fuck it is i've ever heard Wait, of in my life oh listen blazers. to this blazers. i thought you were joking no, no. and blazers. it's not it's not just a blazer it's blazers. like coat dresses like coat dresses yeah like like a coat but it's a dress like it's awful it's and, li- and listen friend it's spelled I'm like trying to picture it's spelled blaze her like b-l-a-z-h-e-i like blaze this blaze hers. and i love tiara marie she's from detroit and that's enough of a reason for me <laughs> that's all it and takes. you know and that's it and i want her to do well i just for real tiara blazers <laughs> they had tiara marie on that table sucking on, the fat out of her she got lipo she looked like the t- on the national television video. and she they showed like, the fat going into she looked the, like the, the pretty video the canteen or whatever what? the hell it was wait on loving hip-hop <laughs> yeah but lipo she's not f- a big woman well I mean, you know she what? Had gained let, weight, let me let me but, say this. You know, she yeah, had but, gained but, weight, but she yeah, was Yeah, but lipo to me is when you're obese. at a size that you, working out is like difficult. You know what I mean? Well, I think she might have gotten a fat transfer, which is a whole nother conversation. She, she got both actually. She oh, got a she fat got transfer both. and lipo. Yeah, it's, I, well, you know, bless her heart. But well, I yeah, just, I mean, more I did jam to the music. <laughs> Sponsor is still my shit. <laughs> Sponsor. Oh my god. Yep, with Gucci Mane and <laughs> Soldier Boy. Jeez. Um, well. What's your wellness like, tip? Well, all right. So we are going to transition from discussing how, you know, shut down in the mind. You guys know how I just go with the flow. So I think a good way to segue would be to talk about your home and the spaces around you and the energy that is around you. Since we were telling Asante, like, you know, are you mindful of the things that are around you, how they affect you? This is the reason you even have a shutdown mode, you know. So I got asked today. um, This is what kind of triggered the thought. Um, A friend of mine was asking me today about my home because I have a very minimalist space. If you go into my home, literally, I don't have more than I need. You know, I have my couch. I have the table in the middle. I have my desk. Like everything is just very intentionally placed. It's perfect. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and so, um, my friend asked me today. You know, I I realized that your home is so minimalist. Like you don't have a lot of stuff anymore. It was that on purpose. 
um you know or was it just like a stylistic choice and then I told her I was like you know what no it actually was completely on purpose when I first um, moved in I was always suffering from so much anxiety in my mind like Asante was saying your your mind is constantly yeah. running 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 so having a lot of stuff even visually was adding to my anxiety when I opened my closet all those things piled up on those top shelves all these sweaters all these shoes things I wasn't even wearing go in the kitchen things in the fridge you know how you might have things in the fridge that have just been there yeah. and i'm not talking about just like um that old ass baking soda in right the corner. that uh, you okay <laughs> you get exactly what i mean yeah. that freaking salad dressing that's been there for three years Them old ass pickles <laughs> <laughs> all of those things you'd be surprised will deplete you even down to that old ass pickle yeah. jar you wearing know what me I mean? out in the cabinet you know all those parmesan cheese whatever like things in your house that just don't need to be there in the bathroom why do you have all these bottles of shampoo if you only use one you know what i mean why do you have 60 coats if you only wear two like so all these things create heaviness in your house and they and the space that they take up it actually takes up space that you could be breathing and free and Think of ventilation, not just in the sense of, or rather circulation, not just in the sense of your body and how your blood is flowing, but also how you're breathing and how your mind is flowing with the energy you've created in your house. So that's why I've created a sort of minimalist experience where when you walk in, there's just a lot of open space. And I remove things from my house that I felt I was hoarding. And it's weird because I actually tied it into an emotional experience for me where I'm someone that will go through the same experiences over and over again and not really sit and think about why they're happening, you know, and I hold on to things and feelings and everything is just me. We've discussed this before about my difficulty with letting go. So I realized that even with the stuff in my home, I was having difficulties letting go. I mean, I had, I'm, to people listening do you have like notebooks from like high school and college <laughs> like <laughs> like I have books I have notebooks I have things that I just would not let go and it's like well what am I holding on to this what relevance does this have in my home and my life exactly and who I am right now so I just like got all these garbage bags I let go of all those little cute notebooks I was holding on to even I had like study guides from college papers essays you name it it's like I didn't want to let go of this life that I guess I thought defined me in some weird way but once I got rid of all those things donated tons of clothes you know those clothes that you have in your closet that you have not worn but for some reason you don't want to get rid of it just doesn't really make sense you yeah know? so I finally gave those away all the shoes I went in my fridge got rid of that old ass baking soda <laughs> baking soda right. I got baking soda. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, how you might have things in your house that you've been putting off, like there's that plant you needed to repot or mm-hmm. that light that went out in the bathroom and you never changed it. Like you need to be more mindful of the things around you and how they affect your mind. And I think that's something I would suggest to you guys, um, whether you live in a room, a house, an apartment, whatever your living situation, start looking at the things that you are waking up and looking at every day you know and and try to create an environment that relaxes you and doesn't add to your anxiety and doesn't add to the clutter of your life you know on a literal and figurative sense and i promise you 
even creating a space where when you open the window the air can just flow freely like you'd be surprised like all that really contributes to you coming home and just feeling relaxed you know it's not just about meditation or, or baths and things but it's actually you know it's not just about the people we always talk about get rid of negative people and toxic people but it's also things you know Mm. and how places make you feel and your home should feel like a sanctuary which is how i like to look at my home that's my little corner of the earth where i can kind (laughs) of close the door turn the noise off tune everyone out and that sanctuary should feel like that it should make you feel godly you know it shouldn't (laughs) it really should you know you should walk into your space feel like day and <laughs> and it should you so your should, house should be all white. <laughs> um, Lisa Ray. Your house should be your your recharger. You're right. You though. know that's You're your right. charging station. So make so create environments within your home that recharge you because that way you can be of better service to the world when you step out. Damn right. And that's something that I think everyone should do. That should be the exercise for the week. And you know what? It's not an overnight thing. Don't try to throw out everything in your house in one day. I always say. Go room by room, Mm -hmm. you know, and sit in each one and say, okay, I'm going to start dissecting this room to see all the stuff I'm hoarding. Because the stuff that you hoard, those are feelings that you're hoarding. And as soon as you let them go, you just feel so much better. So if you're suffering from anxiety and heaviness and just, you know, the everyday uh, clutter of life. life. Yeah, Yeah, the everyday clutter of life, then being mindful of the space you've created for yourself is something that i definitely suggest everyone to do that's why when people come to my house like asante and dustin said there's like a a peace and a calm that you feel because i've replaced stuff with energy now you walk into my house it's plants and art and you know it's things that are high vibrational so that's the exercise the wellness exercise for this week make sure you guys are are living in in healthy spaces, you know? I feel a step ahead of the game because I just pulled my bed out and swept all underneath it and shit today, so. Oh, and that's so important. Like You got to sweep around. Gospel song. (laughs) Bam. Sweep around. This episode should be called The Mixtape. There was a commercial, a gospel compilation CD commercial that came on BET all the time. And one of the songs on the compilation CD was Sweep Around by the Something Brothers. I don't know. But look it up. Sweep Around. As a matter of fact, I'm going to find the commercial and I'm going to tweet it tomorrow <laughs> when, this, when the show Sweep drops. Sweep Around. There's a gospel commercial. And we everybody knows it's the commercial where the guy said, who in the hell left the gate open? It's that commercial. That's where everybody got that from. I like how we all like, I don't well, know I, what I don't know commercial what it, it, it is. I guarantee <laughs> you we're going to get tweets <laughs> tomorrow. Like, <laughs> trust me. Being like, I know. No, but you know what? That's actually a fantastic point. Yep. Move the furniture in your house. Even just move it around for a different vibration, too, you know? And But most importantly, and maybe I understand the way that especially New York apartments are set up. <laughs> Not much moving around. You right. Have the time. <laughs> but um, sweep under the bed. Like, mm-hmm. listen, all of that is energy. Like, just change it around, you know? Just clean stuff out really i always say your home is such a reflection of your mind and and for me when my house is really messy my mom anyone who comes over automatically knows fran is not in a good space because i'm usually very very neat and as soon as you see that pile of clothes somewhere in the room or the kitchen has dishes it's always a reflection no it's something going on yeah so if you want to fit you you know if you want your mind to kind of clear out then clear out your space yeah 
Great, 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 great choice, friend. This week. <laughs> and your nail polish looks really nice this oh, week, thank too. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time for our favorite segment, Asking for One of Y'all. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to this segment every week because it's our opportunity to be nosy and tell people what to do. Who doesn't like to be nosy and tell people what to do, right? <laughs> right. So this week we're switching things up. Um, uh, ASAP Asante decided that I should read the questions this week, and they have been. Um, I don't want to be an ASAP because you made Shirley an ASAP. Yeah, Shirley Caesar is like legend. He said, "I don't want to." be I an know, ASAP. but like, well, well, then I don't feel blessed enough to be an ASAP. Well, okay. I don't feel blessed enough. To Do be you an want ASAP. to be? That's terrible. I don't feel blessed enough to be an ASAP. <laughs> oh my god! So I want to. I want to be an OVO. Okay. OVO sound. Okay. Ovante. Ovante. No, you, that's not how it works. You don't have. Okay. <laughs> Before he reads <laughs> off those questions, don't forget, don't forget to uh, send in any questions, comments, and concerns to the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I read all the emails all the time, and that's why I have some great questions picked out for Dustin to read tonight. So if he laughs in the middle of them, do not get offended. <laughs> He's caught off guard. Okay. So here we go. This email uh, reads as follows. Please help. Hey, friends, I need help on something that I've been going back and forth with myself over. This is definitely a run on sentence. I need help on something that I've been going back and forth with myself over this issue, and I need an unbiased opinion. In August, I found out that the guy that I was dating had knowingly given me herpes simplex virus, too. I have been completely turned off from dating because I feel completely broken and embarrassed. When I do decide to get into the dating world again... When do you think is a good time to tell the person that I'm dating? On one hand, I feel like I should tell them right away to avoid getting feelings invested in me because they surely won't want to deal with me after finding out. On the other hand, I feel like my genitals aren't a person's business until they are. And I don't want Mm. a person to look at me as a disease instead of a person. I take medicine that suppresses outbreaks and brings the risk of transmission down to 1%, but I would never get into bed with someone without them completely knowing my status. Please help. Wow. Yep. So who wants to go first? For once. (laughs) Well, I pray that I never am in a situation like this, but if I were to date someone that was in a situation like this, I would want them to tell me, before we got intimate it would be fair if they told me before we got intimate i I mean obviously i'd want to know up front like you know hi my name is such and such i have this but you know in real life i feel like especially in the gay community there's all sorts of things out there and um i always say to myself that it's fair if you let me know before we get into bed like if i've dated you for two or three times then it's fine because i probably haven't kissed you on (laughs) any of those dates depending on our arrangement arrangement that's a tough one because I I'd absolutely agree that they should be told before you're intimate. I mean, that's kind of like I don't, human. Yeah, I don't that's, think <laughs> right. I don't think I any of us you. are going to contest that one. But when in the dating process before you even get physical, do you bring that up? Because you're not going to bring it up on the first date. Obviously. It's definitely information that needs to be <clears throat> addressed, or handled with care, right? On both ends, it's something that needs to be shared with the people that 
need to know that, which would be anyone that you intend on being intimate or sexual with. Right. But it's also something that needs to be kind of respected because I'm sure it's, you know, something that you, you aren't you the most proud to of. Tell and, everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. not everybody's business. And so I guess you have to use your discernment as to when that's okay. The whole point of dating someone is getting to know them right and forming trust. Mm-hmm. And so you know when you've invested enough into a person to trust them with that information versus when you have not. And, and the great thing about it is that you don't have to feel guilty about it because you're dating in the first place. So you're essentially screening them to see if there's someone who deserves to know that about you. Right. And I think that the fairness comes in in you offering that information before it's too late for them, before they're emotionally invested. You have to find that fine line of that space in between them liking you and actually becoming serious about your courtship. And that's the moment that it would be appropriate to share that with them because then it's a dis- it's it's offering them the chance to make a decision. Right. You know, and so that's that's my <clears throat> excuse me. That's my only um I guess advice would be to just really be wise about the status of your relationship, where you are with each other and really look to see if the person is trustworthy and that's how you'll know if it's okay to share that. Dang, so that's just a tough one. So like just right before it gets serious like keep them out keep them around and don't sleep with them for as long as you can but right before it gets serious just be like all right so this is what it is yeah i mean i guess if you guys are like becoming more consistent with communication you know you always know when you and the person are kind of like it's like the vibe is changing it's like now we're hitting each other up a little more right you know now we're seeing each other every weekend or you know plans include each other all the time then maybe that's when you're like you know what before things get to a point where we might be exclusive or whatever there's something you know that we should definitely discuss but it's just so tricky because it's like i don't know that's a tough that's a tough because of the seriousness of it right that's what i'm saying like to to put yourself out there which you have no choice at this point you know but that's scary to just say that to anyone especially in this day and age with social media and people Mm -hmm you know blasting each other and posting screenshots seeking like out shit seeking on a, people right yeah. some people even would take joy in ranting about a story like that because then they can get a zola pilot right, you right. know what i mean like nowadays the crazier the story you know like it's i don't know it's just it's that's a tough one i, I honestly wouldn't even know what to say so just just pray on it girl we that's, yeah. that's all you got to do like the only just thing give I it over to the lord just, you know continue to be mindful because the way that you got it from someone that i'm i'm assuming didn't tell you you know so right. just remember what that feels like and keep everyone else in mind that's really the only advice that i could give concentrate <gasps> that's the song for this week it's not a gospel song though <laughs> It's not a gospel song this week. Oh, this no, week's what? this week's song is not a Today's gospel show song. Is just I, I wish they would have seen how he was like. <laughs> right. This, <laughs> like this is a, oh, this is old school, right? You got his favorite president Christmas. So look up "Concentrate on You" by LTD and Jeffrey Osborne. Well, Jeffrey Osborne was the lead singer of LTD. I guarantee you, your mom and daddy know this song. <laughs> it's called "Concentrate on You," and it's the best fucking advice you could ever give somebody. Concentrate on you. Don't worry about me. Just concentrate on you. So that's the song for you. It's to just concentrate on you, you know? Monitor where you're at in this situation. When it's time, it's time. And if it's not, tuck that secret right down into your Chanel bag and keep it moving. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) 
Okay, keep you a herpes card, girl. Get you some, get you some cards that say, you know what? Well, here we go. And you know, when it's time to pass out your business card, you pass out your business card. You no. get what I'm saying? It's your business. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. Your business card. No, I see what you did there. Us ever again. That's what you do. But we love you, and we. I we like support the thought of a business card. Your business card, card right? You my business card. You Theoretically, your business, business. your business card. Your business card. This is kind of brilliant. Yeah, your business card. <laughs> Bam. Okay. Uh, so here we go with our next letter. Since I'm the guy that's delivering the letters this week, this is good. Right. Coming with the news. I, I won't be reading the subject line of this email. Okay, so the email starts off as such. Do you know what the subject line is, friend? Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Good morning, Asante, friend, and Dustin. Let me start by saying congratulations on all your success. I'm a huge fan and admire you guys and your opinion, so don't hold back. (laughs) (laughs) Nene Grinch laugh. But first, let me start by asking. Let me. But first, hop out the mud. Well, well, I'm just fine. Okay, but first, let me start by asking you guys to keep this anonymous because I know y'all be fucked up sometimes and there is this question that might affect my money and I don't play that. Come Plus, on. y'all are low-key famous. <laughs> no, we're not, and <laughs> you're funny already. So I'm 23, in college, a father, and also an up-and-coming recording artist and composer. I'm not looking for a shout-out, I promise. Recently, that's two. Now, that's the second one in this email <laughs> I didn't let slide so far. Come on. Okay, so, okay, back to the email. <laughs> recently i've been asked to perform at gay clubs throughout the city and neighboring cities me and my team have been contemplating this question for a while they do ask me to promote on social media and the flyers sometimes are less tasteful than i would like but what makes it worse is that my friend has been the one booking promoting and getting me these shows and i know she will feel away one word if i do decline i am a straight black educated male but my mom manager and growing up in show choir, most of my friends are gay. I'm going to read that one more time. I am a straight, black, educated male, but my mom, manager, and growing up in show choir, most of my friends are gay. FYI, most of them niggas ain't no help. LOL. <laughs> what? What is happening? I, I, I'm like... Realest okay. land ever was. Pros. The venues do pay. And as I said before, I'm in college, which means I'm broke. Any chance to perform is great experience and more shows equals more fans. Cons. Some people might feel uncomfortable in that scene since I do promote through major social media and that might hurt my growth. My question is, should I do these venues and shows and say fuck it? Or should I keep all the performances at non-sexual preference specific venues and club locations only? And also, just curious, have you guys every had to change something to make people feel more comfortable when making decisions in your profession careers? I might be overthinking this or this is a concern. Any help would be appreciated. Thank you in advance for your time. Below is a, and this, I'm going to show you actually the font size. And then in the largest font possible, (laughs) the font is so big that the word below doesn't even fit on the screen. It says, below is a link to my music. You can listen if you would like. I hope you do. Again, not looking for a shout out. Educated. And even if you were looking for a shout out, how could we give it if you asked to be anonymous? I know you're taking this out. Like... (laughs) <laughs> what in the hell? 
Okay. I can't with today's episode. Like, I don't. <laughs> okay. I'm up. So he's basically <laughs> trying to figure out if he should perform at the game. Yeah, let's not. just. Yeah. He's trying to figure out that out. And so to me, I say do it, bro. I, obviously, like, I'm, I, I get. Well, I don't. But what I'm what I'm guessing is that your concern is from a business perspective, right? right? Because right. you mentioned specifically like it affecting the number of fans that you had and you offending people who are already fans of yours. Um I think that you should do it. I think that all promotion, you know, is good promotion when it comes to you actually being able to present your art. You know, that's great promotion. And so if these people are asking you and it's consistent work as an artist, that's what you want. You want consistent work. That's That means that you can sustain yourself doing something that you love. And the only way you can get that is through consistency. So I say take the bookings, do it, and just be known as a person who is completely comfortable with your sexuality. That's actually great press. It's an article for yeah. every magazine. You that's know, there's true. lots of different ways that this could actually work to your advantage. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. I think that too. Yeah, I think do it. And and from the tone of the email, he sounds comfortable with the idea of of performing at a gay club. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't seem like cuz if he wasn't, he would have probably not even written he it. He never <laughs> mentioned anything about like being hit on or right. unwarranted advances. Right. Right yeah. or feeling like this isn't something he should do. So yeah. in my in my mind, if you're comfortable, you're making money and you're able to you know, uh actually use your craft like put it to use then that's pretty ideal you yeah. know it's people in the audience that's yeah. <laughs> like yep. you're acting like these are rabid animals yeah. <laughs> that are gonna hurt you like that's it's right. people there's that's ears and eyes it's ears, people eyes, you don't know and who's money. gonna yeah exactly you know ears eyes and money in pockets and that should be your only concern as a creator exactly you don't know who's Bottom gonna line. be in that audience you know yeah it could be somebody w- working next to Clive Davis or somebody you don't know who's you gonna never be at know. the gay club that night yeah, you don't a know a lot of the top producers <laughs> and artists are gay whether they say it or not yeah so. yeah <laughs> like, right probably real in talk the club watching you right <laughs> for real you said you said the money's there yeah and gays we go up (laughs) (laughs) if if you got something good going like we we gonna get behind it so i think i think the best advice might be for you to perform at the gay club so you can get some real last criticism on how good or bad your music might be that's true that's right and you can go back to the drawing board and be ready to get paid at the mother clubs you take you put that macbook that serato Get you a uh, drum set, throw it in the back of that van, get on down to the pixie stick and do your set. That's what, you, that's, what you, that's what you do. You and go. I do think it's yeah. smart what Dustin said about flipping it um, as a PR opportunity yeah. too. Why yeah. not? You know, and, and, and be like, I'll perform anywhere. Like, I'm not, I'm not tripping. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead, so make, get it, your make money. it a chess move. Get your paper. Make it, make it your next move your best move, right? <laughs> Let us that's know what how it works say. out. <laughs> Okay, our next letter. This is cool. Okay, this letter says, Secret of a Lifetime. Hey, guys, so I have a major secret. You're not going to in a couple seconds. (laughs) 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 Hey, guys, so I have a major secret that's been plaguing me, and I want your advice on, A, would you tell, and B, how would you feel if your friend kept this from you? This sounds great. So, I got married in secret about four years ago. (laughs) It was... (laughs) It was mainly for immigration reasons. We had only been dating for a few months at that point, but I was fortunate to have fallen in love and maintained this relationship. He went back home for three years and recently came back to Canada this year. My issue is that only three people in my life know about my marriage, my mom, grandma, and a close friend. And while I would love to just come out and tell everyone the truth about us, I'm terrified about how they will take it 
and or that they'll hate me and cut me loose. I'm a person who has an immense amount of love for my friends. I'm an only child, so they're like my siblings. And so the thought of me, the thought of something driving a rift between us scares me, which stops me from coming clean. My main reason for keeping it a secret from everyone at first was my fear that the entire arrangement would go awry and I would look like a fool. I have crazy pride. When I told my close friend, she cried and was hurt that I kept it from her. And so gauging from this response, I've developed an aversion to breaking the news. I'm just so confused and I'm so tired of hiding this. Thanks in advance for your advice. Please be gentle with me, Dustin. Hello. <laughs> I appreciate it. A fan forever and always. I don't, what I'm confused about is I, uh, is why now that you've gained the citizenship, I'm assuming why you feel like it, it it even has to be a secret anymore. Like I I was I was waiting for the reason that she was keeping this marriage a secret. Like right. was it her cousin or was it you know like why why was she tripping? Oh and the, it, it, it just it just doesn't seem like anything worthy of like that much you know secret friend, keeping work. Probably because her friend. Well, you know, when it's immigration stuff, I think that was a big factor. But then, like, once they finally told their friend, I guess that really might have set that off. Like, it's like, damn, well, should I tell anybody now? Like, since my friend was right. so hysterical about it. And it seems like when your friend asked you, because I, I just judging from what I know about conversations like that, the first thing your friend would say would be like, how you not going to tell me? Right. But then when you respond with, girl, because I was trying to stay over here, it was an immigration thing. <laughs> Your friend was I'd be like, oh, okay. So maybe your friend had the issue for tripping like that. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think that's going to be like everybody's reaction. Yeah, because like, I'm trying to think. Mama Joyce. If, right. <laughs> Mama Joyce. I'm Pride's trying to dogs. think if, my, if a friend of mine said to me, like, I'm married mm -hmm. and didn't tell you for the past, you know, four years, I don't think I'd hate them <laughs> especially like after they shared with you that it, that they were keeping that secret for yeah because for that reason immigration which i understand that's sensitive like anyone could tip off <laughs> i feel like i would be excited like oh my god so you did that like that's what's up like it worked now out okay i'll be ready to celebrate i'd be like, like I, I hope you're not asking me for no gift now because right. <laughs> it wasn't a wedding All right yeah no i don't i don't know that maybe you're overreacting on how you think you know the rest of your friends will take it because yeah. i'm sure they're not going to take it that bad i'm yeah it's kind of like frustrating like damn why didn't you tell me but like dustin said when you explain the reasons it seems like they'd be excited and happy for you that it worked out yeah but yeah i do i do see on like a small small scale like how four years down the road if you friends with somebody it would it would be like damn well you couldn't like that little thing but I, like, I mean i, I would get over it I mean, I wouldn't care, actually. I'd be like, well, as long as you're here. Yeah, as long you. as it works. But I think on some small scale, I would be like, well, damn, like, you couldn't tell a G. You couldn't just slide them something. <laughs> right. Like, but think, so and then think about this, too, right? Like, there's also this angle. So once you share with them that you're married and that obvi obviously that means that you are keeping it a secret that you aren't a citizen as well, right? So I would be so happy that, like, I, I, I couldn't believe that I had a, there was an opportunity that I may have lost you. Like, you wouldn't even be able to be over here. I would just be so grateful that, like, everything worked out and that, you know, and I would just be tripping that I was unaware this whole time that, like, 
you were it was you know iffy as to whether you were even going to be over here or whatever right. i would be so happy so that girl is tripping i wouldn't <laughs> give a damn how she felt about anything yeah because and that's the way to, to put it in perspective for yeah. her. like you you mad but like you'd be even more upset if i was gone right because <laughs> right. you know there's somebody that was in our life she don't live here no more she i you know her her visa was up so she had to go back but did she specify whether the immigration issue was hers or her husband's see i don't know mm. but either like either way she said he left right so it must be back. hers mm. oh that's even yeah because maybe she did it for <gasps> him oh you mean like she's straight and he and was he the one who needed the paperwork him. yeah like for his immigration status damn so do they even you gonna have to write us back because we are, do your, do <laughs> your friends even know creative. that that's your man like <laughs> That's probably why she got to tell him now. He back and it's like, oh damn, my husband's back. My husband's back. Yeah, so they're like, who is this nigga just walking around and you know, <laughs> walking around scratching his stomach and shit? Who is he? Like, like he live here. Yeah, he wasn't in Vegas with us two months right. ago. Like, y'all got wedding rings and stuff. <laughs> well, it's, it's been, oh, it's unless been you've been doing whatever you wanted to oh, do for the okay, past yeah, you're three years. <laughs> We need a follow up. Yeah, you're gonna have to write us back. We we need a rewrite. Because Dustin and Sande had turned it into a whole different story. Look, it's about Zola. I was about to say it's (laughs) about to be the new Zola for this motherfucker for real. By the way, Zola was good. It was. Did you read it? it? Do you think it was true? No. Not at all? No. I wish it was. You think she made (laughs) it's incriminating. So I know well, it can't yeah, be like but you that's think why I'm she like, made every one of those I don't tweets know. up. I don't no, know. I think she probably does work at Hooters. That's it. That's it. That's all you think mm-hmm. happened. I, I hope there I hope there have been more <laughs> things that have happened to her to give her that creativity. Or you know, oh, let me not say it that was, sounds so bad. It I don't was, want y'all attacking me. <laughs> but that shit was good. Like it was riveting. Like I couldn't stop. It I had was to, riveting. Yeah, I had to reread it. I was like, But Damn. some parts were just like, come on, girl. Like when she said First of all, okay, I don't even know we which part to grab it. Yo, I bet the part where she said he jumped off, off the, the balcony damn and and his pants grabbed. And he got, I was he got like, caught. What? He got caught off the side of the stuff. <laughs> and she stood there and watched that shit. Okay, Zola. Woo. Okay, I'm I'm tuning in. Or the fact that a pimp was yeah. became cool with her that quick and was just like, yeah, you booked the appointment. <laughs> Like, I don't okay. know. Okay. And didn't make know. her work. And didn't make and did her not work. Ma- <laughs> and was that good looking out? Look, if she <laughs> if she starts a book club, I'm joining. A pimp that shot someone in the face. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Friend, I wonder, I really wish I was like one of your like listeners at home that have known you like since before YouTube because they probably listening right now like, I can't believe Fran is talking about Zola right well, now. Well, I read it too. I mean, it was on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was talking know, about this girl for like a week. I so when so I good. got on, I was like, "Who is Zola?" You know, and yeah. then Zola was out for Halloween. Too. People made. <laughs> I think I saw some Zola. People made um the store storify is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Where you just like put it in one. Yeah. And so I that's read, how I was able to yeah, read it. Yeah, I read the, the storify. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" The hell? I was creeping on Twitter when it happened. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I don't even know when it happened, but they're still talking about how you would think it happened today, man. Because that was one. Of the, that was a, a really great like Twitter moment. Those don't happen very often. Anymore. No, it was, it's been some great moments in Twitter history. I'll never forget the night when the Jade fight happened. Oh. When that girl got beat up, it was there was a fight. For those who don't know and aren't familiar, there was a huge fist fight in a in a high school that some girls recorded on a cell phone camera. Oh, in the locker room. Yes, and what yeah. made it so fascinating was that the one young lady was obviously the victim of bullying in the situation. 
And so as a viewer, you're 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 already conflicted for watching these fights, but whatever, we all watch. <laughs> and so we watch the fight and we're like, please, like, let this girl stand up for herself. Let this girl, you know, beat her ass or something. And oh did she. Oh did she. She did. I mean, it was a legendary night. Yeah, but she pulled out like boxing moves like yeah. that wasn't even That's like right. a her stance her, she had a stance yeah, that and wasn't like a school fight yeah. that was nope. straight Floyd let <laughs> that be a lesson to you <laughs> leave folks alone okay yes the so underdog. that was a great night so yeah <laughs> what other letters do we have because this is clearly like a grab bag episode that's what we're gonna do we're gonna keep grabbing letters out the bag oh, right mm-hmm. you know I did have a, a few of them cute are you gonna sing a song friend no you ain't never gonna <laughs> sing on the show are you <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm booked. What if I write? <laughs> <laughs> Let me find out you hey Fran Price. <laughs> <laughs> Completely booked. Okay, okay. here we go. <clears throat> I work for the state government here in Alabama. This potentially could be a career that I may ride out, ride out to retirement age, so you can imagine that I want to keep relationships pleasant. This is definitely the type of job where who you know can get you farther than what you know, and the benefits are amazing, aside from living in the South, but I digress. I change my hair a lot. Every time I see a hot new DIY weave, braid, natural, etc. video on YouTube, I'm ready to switch things up. Plus, it saves a ton of money since I'm paying for grad school out of pocket. <laughs> The women at work took notice and took advantage. Granted, it was my own fault for saying yes to the very first person, but now I'm like the office stylist at one-third of a salon price, mind you. Every question about hair is directed to me, and now I have gone from working business office hours to damn near seven days a week, braiding, weaving, and spending unnecessary time with coworkers. I wanted to leave behind every Friday at 5.30, CST. I had a superior bring me pictures of the way that she wanted her braids done the following weekend. And I told her no because I was busy and she didn't even ask if I would do them. She hasn't spoken to me since. Needless to say, I'm unbothered and she doesn't sign my check. So fuck it. But two days later, another coworker does the same thing. If I keep checking everybody, it's going to be tense as hell by the end of the month. And I definitely don't want to stifle my career pissing off the same people who have a say whether or not I'm promoted. What do I do? I was fired from my last job for reading a chick down (laughs) after holding it in for years. Everybody, everybody in the outside world gets my worst attitude because I feel like I can't speak my mind at work. My mouth is smart as hell, but I've been here for three years and managed to keep a fake smile because usually my gripes were work related. But if they're going to give me pettiness for the way I want to spend my free time, I'm more than likely going to have to help them gather their lives and unemployment checks can't cover this fashion. Please help. You're going to have to make up a lie. You're going to have to lie and say you can't do hair no more. Tell them. Yeah, it's awkward. Because you know what? You said you probably said no to the wrong person. That superior might have been the last head you might have needed to do to get get out of the water. Right, she's charging them though, right? Yeah, I think she said she charged them like a third of a price. She gave them like the discount and stuff. But braids is a lot of time, you know, all that stuff. She's not charging enough money. I have a solution that that I feel like fixes. Well, this I feel like said this is how you kill two birds with one stone, right? Go on medical leave from work. 
for a carpal tunnel. Fake like you have carpal tunnel. <laughs> then you can get like you, you can get like disability. Yeah, you can waiting. get like disability checks, right? And if what? you have Aflac, that covers the gap, and so you get like your full pay. And then you never have to do anybody's hair again once you go back to work because they think your hands fucked up. <laughs> so you're good to go. Dustin, it's like you, you get a pay vacation. There you, go. you get a pay vacation. Dustin, Dustin they know you off boring. work. And then when you come back, my hands is broke. I can't do nothing. <laughs> and you don't ever have to do nobody's hair again. Boom. 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 Zola couldn't have written a better story for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Put your hand in the hand of the man. Blame it on your hand. Blame it on your hands. hands. Is this the bonus? Hands. <laughs> We're going to blame it on your hands. Is this the bonus? No, that's just, that's the mixtape. <laughs> the mixtape. Album dropping soon. Look out for that. <laughs> that digital yes but that's my suggestion digital wax go on medical leave fake like you have carpal tunnel kick back watch the real watch the view watch, watch all the, the daytime television you want gain 10 pounds just bed just live <laughs> for a month of doing nothing then once you go back to work pretend like your hands are work are just rotten from the core and you know you can't do anything and you're good to go Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I mean, I'd say... Keeps her on track to get her retirement. But my question is, why is she giving such a huge discount? Why not make it, like... Well, Why she, not make it a, a thing where it's like this is a, a side job almost, right. you know? Well, I think she just make wanted it, worth it to your be... While. I think this is this is what would have happened to me. Like, it was like, yeah, girl, I'm going to just charge you whatever. And, and then it happened a couple of times. And, you just and then a couple became a few. Right. And then it's like, well, I can't tell this one, no, because she's my homegirl superior. I can't tell this one. Like, I think it just got out of control. And I was going to say, maybe you should just... Do hair full time. Be like, look, I can't do y'all bitches hair unless I'm going to open up my shop. And I can't do that unless I charge y'all for the full price. What is Boom. it? Boom. Yeah. That's so it. You, yeah. Make it with you while. But if you don't want to open a salon, you you do just tell them, like, look, I want to do your hair. But if I make my time worth it, I'm going to have to charge you for the full price. And I'm only taking, you know, X amount of clients a week. That's, that's what I would do. I would, you know, gather around, ladies. That's right. <laughs> tell them all. <laughs> Let, let's have a chat. Put it on the board. You know, put it on the board and I'll say, <laughs> I'm doing this many heads a week and this is the price. Yeah. If I'm going to be doing this regularly because it has to be, it has to make sense. Yeah. yeah. Or just make one of their hair, one of them's hair fall out and then ain't nobody going to want to fuck with you no way. <laughs> and then she going to get fired too. <laughs> well, just pick the right, pick somebody in the not mail the, room. Not yeah. the superior. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn. No, you didn't say no. someone in the mail room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You are awful. He, Dustin got it all figured out. Oh my god! Said someone. <laughs> oh, I love how we flipped the energy because in the beginning no one wanted to sing, right? And now we ended. We had like four songs, mm-hmm. <laughs> two song references. This is a testament that you can control your energy. You yeah. know what I mean? You can you can flip it, you can change it. It's the world is how you see it. Energy is versatile, right? This I think this episode. <laughs> was a true testament to that because y'all don't know we we came in and had to (laughs) (laughs) re-record everybody was just off so this is cool i'm glad that we were able to flip it so what's what's the song that we're gonna outro with tonight friend start it <clears throat> oh no. shit! Hold on. Oh damn! I was about to back you up. She, I, think oh, I, shit, I did. I was he like, I was like, hold on. We, let, we getting ready. I was like, quick, turn the wigs around. I'm like, I just knew. Friend was about to bust it out. 
I feel like I should sing some uh, sister act. You know, you you should <laughs> if you even started with like a, a, a humming of some sort that we could work up, I, friend. A that's what, that's what we sort. need, friend. You know what? This week happened, and so you have to tie it together now, because what they don't know is you don't want to turn it around. You, friend, had to be like our mamas and be like, "All right, now." <laughs> I tired. We, we gonna record this show, <laughs> and it's gonna be good. <laughs> nope, I'm leaving it to y'all. All right, well, we out then. Everybody stay up. One time for Detroit, one time for ATL. <laughs> Shout out to Harlem in the Woo-hoo. building. Shout out to everybody that's trying to make some of this. Shout out to everybody that went and got some Carmex or some gum today to try to make their shit better. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to <laughs> that everybody. That was Dustin's wellness tip for the day. That's right. You know, <laughs> keep it clean, keep it tight, keep it right, and I might. <laughs> and on that note, guys. stay classy. Thank you for listening. Y'all. See you next week. Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?